in the society we live in, no one's going to force you to live a better life. And if you're like me, you know that average just isn't for you. And some people are okay with it. And hey, if you want the standard work for someone, depend on a paycheck, teach their own. But uh, I, I feel for myself that average equals slavery. Welcome to the Tony King Grow Show where we talk about how to grow in all shapes and forms. Everything from fitness, business, and daily lifestyle. We cover all the hot topics and highlight important information to help you learn to grow. My name is Anthony, but you can call me Tony for short. I'm an athlete, coach, and entrepreneur. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back, guys. This is episode three, Get Rich Online, Invest in Yourself First. So... Everyone wants to be an influencer these days. And let me tell you, when I started working within my online business, there wasn't any such jobs as an influencer. When I started my online coaching business, and it just so happened to align and benefit supplement companies that decided to sponsor me since I was a men's physique competitor uh, along my competitive journey, it just, things kind of just jived. So it was during that time I learned a ton of valuable skills from sales, marketing, content creation, and all the back-end boring stuff that most people who start a business have no clue about, and it just kind of really sprung me forward and set me up for success early on. Now, if you have your heart setting on being the next influencer or YouTuber or whatever you think you're going to have to do to never have to work another day in your life, then think again. What most of these people don't understand is that no matter what you do, if you want to be successful, you're going to have to pay your dues and get really good at the thing you do by working at it nonstop, every day, all day. Um, My biggest tip is to invest in yourself early on. And I'm not saying you won't make it, but being an influencer is just like any other business. 95% of them fail. Only 5% of businesses make it. There are a ton of ways to get rich online, and a lot of them, just like being an influencer, are super oversold ideas. Just like your drop shipping business, Amazon stores, course selling, that microgreen business that's going to bring you in an extra 10k per rack, and so many others I could bring up. Trust me, I've tried a lot of these things to diversify my income, and to see if I could potentially make a little more money online too. But... I tried all these before they became all the hype and made the news. So I can tell you exactly what works and what's likely just going to leave you spinning your tires. But at the end of the day, you can start almost any type of business and make it successful. But you're going to need to be really, really good at that thing. And it's going to take a lot of time and effort and overall consistency with a diehard worth ethic. I uh, had a story for you. So I have this friend, he got laid off from a supplement company. Uh, he took unemployment and spent three months learning everything he could on videography, photography, uh, everything kind of concerning that nature, everything behind a camera and content creation uh, on Skillshare. So he bought a camera and started practicing the thing he wanted to do. Now he gave everything to it. And uh, he, he literally gave everything. So from his story of what he told me, His parents forgot that he moved home and was living with them because they never seen him because he was strapped to his computer on Skillshare, YouTube, and other courses. Now this guy literally just gave it his all for three months straight and obviously kept learning thereafter. 
but now he's working with some of the biggest names in fitness. Also with a ton of world-known brands, and he's making bank doing it. And that friend of mine is Kofi. He was going by Kai the Creative for a long time. Uh, hopefully going to get him on the show soon so he can really explain his explain his story and his entire journey in depth because my uh, super oversimplified version I'm telling you right now is very oversimplified. Um, but the moral of the story is you can get rich online, but you have to invest in yourself first. In his story, he spent a lot of time learning new skills on Skillshare and other platforms. Uh, in my links for the show notes for this show, we are going to plug the free trial to Skillshare. If you click on tonykingrow.com slash links, it's going to be in the show notes. You can get a free trial to Skillshare and you can start learning your new skill or improving on skills you already have to work online. So... <clears throat> there are a lot of resources out there these days and so many more online to help you learn and really hone in and improve on your skills. But one of my favorites is still good old fashioned conventional reading books. Now, of course, audiobooks are the modern favorite, but as per my initial message, I wanted to get across. If you want to get rich, you need to learn how to invest and the first thing you need to invest in is yourself. So today I'm here to give you guys some value. And again, everyone learns in different forms and books and audiobooks are great ways to take in new knowledge. And it's just another way I invest in myself. Reading also yields other benefits, but primarily I listen to a lot more audiobooks as it's the only way I can fit in new information in my busy lifestyle. I still like to pick up a book when I have a chance but it's less likely, and if I really want to read something or listen to it, I guess, I get an audiobook. I'm going to link my top 10 favorites in the show notes. I'll include links for both the audiobook version and physical copies for those of you who still enjoy picking up a good book. The first thing I wanted to mention was Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Like, it's my favorite book. The whole Tony can grow branding kind of all stemmed from this. Of course, this was going to be the first book I brought up. So Napoleon Hill examines the psychological power of thought in the brain in the process of furthering your career for both monetary and personal satisfaction. Originally, this book was published in 1937. This is one of the all-time self-help classics, and it's a must-read for investor and entrepreneurial types. In modern days, we talk about affirmations and manifesting our dreams. This book takes us back almost a full century to really outline the recipes for success. With the 13 principles Napoleon Hill explains in depth, he dubs as his life's work and the result of interviews of the most successful entrepreneurs that had lived in his time. These 13 principles he refers to are desire, faith, auto-suggestion, specialized knowledge, imagination, organized planning, decision, persistence, his mastermind concept, his concept of the mystery of sex transmutation, you, you got to read it to understand it, and his summaries of the subconscious mind, the brain, and the sixth sense. This is, yeah, it's my favorite book, and I'm going to highlight a lot more on it, and especially a lot more in depth in future episodes, but I encourage you guys, give it a read. It can be absolutely life-changing. The next book I wanted to mention, um, super popular book. I know so many people have heard from it. I'm actually surprised when I hear people haven't heard of this book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. 
Um, especially if you're getting into the stock market, oh, this is something pretty much everybody recommends to each other. Robert Kiyosaki is the author. He preaches paying yourself first and the lessons he learned from having a rich dad and a poor dad. The rich dad was actually his best friend's dad who was an entrepreneur and his poor dad was his own father that chose the path of a government career. He learned a bunch of great lessons from either of them, but this is a story of how he took those lessons and adopted an optimal approach to creating his own riches. Um, again, super popular book. If you haven't read it, you have to read it. Even if you've already read it, I'd say read it again. Listen to the audiobook again. It's, it's worth it. So that'll bring us to the next book. You guys, you got to listen to this on audiobook. I'm telling you right now. You, you can buy the book too, but I really, like this is one of the ones I stress. Throw this on in the car. It's, it's a good one. The Compound Effect. This book is about the idea that small, seemingly insignificant actions can lead to huge results over time. You don't need to do anything dramatic or drastic to achieve your goals, but to make a small, few changes every day to begin to see the radical difference throughout the compounding of your efforts. It sounds simple, but I definitely recommend reading it cover to cover or listening to it start to finish over a road trip or if you're able to do it one day while you're working, whatever it may be. This is one of the ones you want to start and finish it in the same day. Highly recommend it. One of the next books uh, is actually kind of kind of sound familiar uh, to this one is uh, Atomic Habits. This book is the definitive guide to breaking bad behaviors and adopting good ones in four steps, showing you how small, incremental, everyday routines compound into massive, positive change over time. And uh, both the Atomic Habits and the Compounding Effect, very similar message, but both really powerful books. Um, some people don't really care for self-help books or anything like that, but I seriously recommend these two time and time again to so many friends and I get so much feedback of like, I'm so happy I read this book. Um, now, there's a lot of people who have heard of Ed Milet, they follow him on social media, but they haven't read his book. And to bring us to our next book in my top 10, The Power of One More. The premise of The Power of One More is simple. You are closer to living your best life than you think. In a 19 turbocharged chapters, Ed Milet lays out dozens of practical strategies that show you exactly how you're only one more thought, one more action away from transforming your life from average to extraordinary. I really enjoyed this book and I really enjoy listening to Ed's podcast and his message overall. He is a very inspiring entrepreneur and his book definitely belongs on your to read list. Another big favorite on my list is Let My People Go Surfing. In short, the book is a story and the education of a reluctant businessman. It's a memoir and business book written by the founder of the outdoor apparel company, Patagonia. Um, it goes back to how Patagonia started, what he was doing before he started Patagonia. And uh, the author goes on to explain exactly how Patagonia became the successful environmentally conscious business it's known for today. The author brings up a ton of great points and ideas to draw from to help you make your business more sustainable to the planet. And I really think it's something every company should be pushing to their teams to read and just look to make more businesses more environmentally friendly. I have a lot of content that I want to share concerning my belief on self-sustainability. 
that we're definitely going to be talking about in the future on more episodes as it intersects heavily with fitness, nutrition, agriculture, the food we eat every day. Um, Be on the lookout for an upcoming episode about soil crisis and add this book to your audiobook collection today. Trust me, it's a must read. As we get a little more niched into this episode, uh, as per making money and getting rich, I want to recommend this book by Tony Robbins. His, uh, his book, Money Master the Game. It's based on an extensive research and one-on-one interviews with more than 50 financial experts. The book is a seven-step blueprint for securing financial freedom. Tony Robbins guides readers of every income level through the steps to become financially free by creating a lifetime income plan. The book highlights tons of great information most people never learn about when it comes to money, and it's definitely something I consider a must-read in terms of financial literacy. In case you guys didn't know what financial literacy was, it's you start by reading this book and you'll understand. You want to be literate in the world of finance. You need to understand a lot of these concepts, and this book highlights so many of them. Now, obviously, a part of me doing this podcast is to practice a skill I want to get better with. More of one of the core reasons I decided doing this show is going to be a crucial part of my success as an entrepreneur is my ability to speak publicly, which leads me to one of my next recommendations, Talk Like Ted. Talk Like Ted has analyzed over 500 of the most popular TED Talks to help you integrate the most common features into your own presentations and helpful tips to make you a better speaker. It's no wonder why this book was on my top 10 list, and if you've ever watched TED Talks, which I encourage you do, they can be entertaining, informing, and overall, like I, I think they're a good source of knowledge, and it's nice to see how the big boys play in the big leagues. So you'll understand exactly why this book is just another must-read to me, and I definitely think the audiobook is perfect for your next long drive. Now, the world is always changing, and there's a lot of titles I mentioned that could probably be updated to have a more accurate representation of our current times. And this next title I'm going to actually mention right now has a new version I have not yet read. Um, I want to dive into that as soon as I can. It's on my to-read list. But what is actually on my top 10 list is the original version, which was published in 1997, The Fourth Turning. The authors, Strauth and Howe, base this book, their vision, on a provocative theory of American history. They look back 500 years and uncover a distinct pattern. Modern history moves in cycles, each one lasting about the length of a human life, each composed of four eras or turnings, hence the name of the book, The Fourth Turning. Uh, Each of these turnings lasts about 20 years, and it always arrives in the same order. In the fourth turning, the authors illustrate these cycles using a brilliant analysis of the post-World War II period, and it even predicts the pandemic of 2020 to AT, which is absolutely chilling to read this book. When I read it, and they started talking about the pandemic while I was in the pandemic, and me knowing that this was published in 1997, it literally sent chills up my spine. But The Fourth Turning offers a bold prediction about how all of us can prepare individually and collectively for America's next rendezvous with history. I originally read this book as a friend had recommended it for understanding financial futures. Um, I wanted to get a little more in-depth on stock market trading, and I was asking him, since he was a very 
avid trader, very knowledgeable, what he recommended for the literature. And he told me to read this and I kind of questioned it at first, but uh, after reading it, especially during the pandemic, uh, had a lot more weight than I originally anticipated, but it's overall like an amazing book. And uh, I feel like everyone should pick it up at one point. The revised version is currently on my to read list, as I said, but again, the 1997 version, uh, pick it up, get the audiobook, gain some real insight in how our history can help us predict our future in this society. It's, it's worth it. And last but not least, the 10th book I have in my top 10. These are certainly in no particular order, by the way, um, although I did mention my favorite book first. Um, anyways, it's, it's very interesting to read given the social media era we're in. I think this book is a must read if you want to make it in sales, marketing, or the influencer space in current times. The book is called Influence, The Psychology of Persuasion. In this revision of the author's original book, he has identified seven key influences of persuasion based on 35 years of evidence-based research. Weapons of influence, aka reasons why, reciprocation, commitment and consistency, social proof, liking, authority, and scarcity. The author describes a lot of do's and don'ts in his text and gives a very respectable opinion on sales, marketing, and overall influence etiquette. Um, so if you guys are into these things, it's definitely worth a read. And if you're trying to improve your skills as an entrepreneur, it's a must read. Reading and listening to books is just one example of investing in yourself. Other ways to invest in yourself include fit in fitness, investing in your body for more than one reason. Um, again, fitness is a foundation. I touched on this in my last episode, uh, investing in your health. There's endless reasons you should invest in your body and mind's internal fitness. Now, paying for knowledge from a mentor or coach is another great example of investing yourself. Obviously, there's financial investments like tax-free savings account, RSPs, real estate, anything that's an asset that provides you with a level of income. Uh, these are all great things to start investing with. Um, learning to pay yourself first, again, from Robert Kiyosaki's book. Uh, these are things you want to start looking at early in life. Therapy is also now known as a really good way to invest in yourself. And there's a ton of other great things you can do uh, that are considered investing in yourself. But I really want to get a clear message across that it's up to you to invest in yourself now. Because it's a rare thing that someone's going to just show up and decide to push you to be the best version of yourself with absolutely no personal gain on their front. Um, doesn't really happen. It's up to you to make things happen for yourself. Um, in the society we live in, no one's going to force you to live a better life. And if you're like me, you know that average just isn't for you. And some people are okay with it. And hey, if you want the standard work for someone, depend on a paycheck, teach their own. But uh, I, I feel for myself that average equals slavery. And... I don't want to be a slave to the machine. I want to get out of the rat race. So a lot of people have dreams of doing this and getting out of the rat race. And people have dreams of all sorts. But most people never act on those dreams. If you're someone that dreams of being rich, then start acting on those dreams if you want it to be a reality in your life. One of the things you should do like now is listen to the last 10 books I just talked about. Think and Grow Rich, especially. Listen to that first. Listen to my top 10 recommendations. Make an action. 
act today if you want change tomorrow. So I've listed a ton of great ways to invest in yourself. So make sure you favorite, follow, whatever it's going to be to this podcast, because I'm going to highlight a ton of ways to invest in yourself and teach you guys how to get rich online. And the reason why I say online and getting rich online is because everything is going to be online based in the future. Um, the future is mainly going to be technology. So if you want to be an entrepreneur or you don't and you want to somehow still get rich, start learning everything you can about the tech industry and start learning how to code yesterday um, because that's where the world's going if you haven't noticed. The era of artificial intelligence is just the beginning in our time. And if you think you can just putz around and take time and take small steps creating your own story of riches, think again. AI is going to completely be replacing so many people's jobs. And it's going to be learning how to do things better than some professionals at an alarmingly fast rate. So don't wait to start. Start now. Invest in yourself and learn as much as you can as fast as you can. Because the world we live in is going to start moving that much faster real soon. Like I said, guys, AI is its going to learn at just astronomically high speeds. There's no stopping it. It's already started. This is going on. The release of chat GPT and seeing how machine learning is just advancing so quickly. Um, a lot of you guys are going to be replaced out of your normal jobs like fairly quickly. And... Even people like me and the online coaching industry and fitness and everything else, like, look at Lenza. They just, how many of million billions of downloads for that AI art? Everyone chunked in, like, I think it was like $3.99 for that. They made millions. But that's, that's besides the point. It's just this thing works so quickly, so well, that if you don't set yourself aside now and put yourself in a position of, power i'd like to say now then ai is gonna completely wipe you out and it's I'm, I'm not like skynet's taking over terminator style stuff it's just like this is it's advanced stuff and it's gonna replace a lot of things it's gonna make our lives more convenient in some ways but that's also really complicated for some people and a very harsh reality for others so start now start doing what you want to do now. Um, I started my business journey really young, younger than I'd even like to remember at times. I used to be incredibly embarrassed when I ran into someone from elementary school and high school or sometime after and they said, hey, do you remember Anthony Incorporated? And I'm just like, fuck. Uh, when I was in grade four or five, I had start, quote unquote, my first business from my desk. Uh, Anthony Incorporated, Anthony Inc., buying and selling snacks and other novelties within my class with my own made-up currency, Redbucks. I had created it, and looking back now, I'm not embarrassed at all. I'm just like, holy shit, I've always been an entrepreneur at heart, and uh, I'm also like, shit, I wish I would have kept the uh, own currency thing a priority when I started hearing about crypto. So throughout my youth, I had a ton of opportunities to learn and upgrade my skills for entrepreneurship. There is a period of time that I described in my last episode when I was considered troubled youth and that I had, uh, I guess I cracked the code on buy low, sell high as I financed my life at a very early age. 
As I've developed into the person I am today, I can look back and be extremely satisfied that I had a fire under my ass from a young age. Pressure makes diamonds, right? And uh, I like to think I've done a considerable amount of living for my age. And it wasn't until I had my first upsets in uh, my fitness business that I really dove that much deeper into proving my skill set as an entrepreneur. And for every L that I've taken, it's very much so not been a loss and it's been a lesson. And I really like the definition between the two. And uh, it's helped me solve problems at an increasingly faster and faster rate than in previous years. So turn those losses into lessons, guys. Don't keep making the same, uh, I wouldn't say issues arise for yourself. Just don't keep repeating the same thing over and over. That's literally the definition of insanity. So in my last episode, I also quoted myself being troubled youth during my teenage years. Um, I also said I like to learn the hard way to summarize that. And I'm probably still going to learn the hard way in a lot of things. I've also had uh, business projects just blow up in my face and fail. It's shown me the power of focus, and I want to highlight the power of focus in a different episode and really get deeper into it. But um, at the end of the day, how much you really want to improve your skills is dependent on your priorities. And that all turns, it, it all kind of comes in when, in terms of like focus. So for example, I lost a considerable amount of money trying to gain access to the legal cannabis market. And as a Canadian, I want to take the opportunity like many others did in 2018 when cannabis became legal in Canada and they dropped the Cannabis Act uh, and gave an entrepreneur as a chance to join in on the quote-unquote green rush. I was a little late to the party trying to build a business after the hype had already kind of started to subside and I wasn't really equipped with heavy funding from investors. It was my own personal investment into the space and it went up in smoke just like a lot of others did, pun intended. Um, a lot of people tried to enter the market and it's, it's expensive to get into it. And, uh, for the ones who have made it, wow. And just like seeing what some people have done to make it in this industry blows my mind, especially with the current market, to, uh, especially with the, uh, the current market conditions, the industry is like just bleeding, like bleeding out right now. And uh, I'm in a group with all the other micro cultivators in Canada. And every day someone's showing up and posting like, thanks everybody for the support, answering questions and everyone kind of like helping each other out. But we're closing up shop. And it's kind of sad to hear those stories and people just put their entire life savings into this. And uh, I mean, like I had a decent loss in it. Um, I actually tried to enter the market one way after another, there was even a point in time where I tried to uh, start growing produce and microgreens for another company so I could retrofit all the sea cans I needed uh, to be ready to grow. Because the way a grow facility works in Canada is you have to have the thing constructed, ready to go, and everything like good, like literally good to go before you even submit your license if you get a yes or a no if you can do it. So I tried to do it many different ways and I kept hitting barrier after barrier after barrier. Um, I mean, in future episodes, I'm going to talk a little bit more about my personal life. Um, I don't talk with my father. My own dad had come back into my life at one point and he tried to offer me a way into the cannabis industry. And I almost 
signed away and lost like 200 grand in one shot like my own dad tried to fuck me out of money in the cannabis industry so uh as i said i'm probably gonna get into more of that in future episodes um i have a pretty uh diverse family life and uh like i said i've had failures different projects blow up the microgreens thing i had a friend who owned a big meal well didn't own he was the vp of a very big meal prepping company and uh i might get into that in the future a little bit more and kind of talk more about it It was kind of some shitty event after shitty event and just taking bad advice from different people and uh yeah it kind of just didn't work out but it's something i still want to do and uh, I still want to pursue cannabis just at this time. I'm, uh, I'm better equipping myself for it. Um, uh, my current priorities at the end of the day are fitness. Um, unfortunately, you can't slim your priorities too thin. And I couldn't slice mine any thinner to allocate any more of my time into cannabis right now. It's something, as I said, I'm going to pursue in the future. But there's things that I can do now to help me heavily flourish uh, in the future there. My ultimate level of focus uh, will equip me to pursue my passion project in cannabis and be successful with it. I just got to keep doing the things I'm doing right now and it will continue to be a stepping stone. I can't rush the process. And if there's anything else I can kind of add to that is never rush the process, enjoy all of it, love it all, do everything you need to do, take the lessons when they come and just keep, rolling with the punches. So fitness is what drives my business forward. And when I started thinning my focus to push further in cannabis, both areas were kind of gasping for air as they both fully needed my attention. Uh, but again, my story is not over and I still have a lot to learn myself. And through these episodes, I just want to be able to give value and help the guys that and gals that haven't yet learned some of the hard lessons and uh, save them the time of making the same mistakes. So I'm going to be highlighting some of the things that I've done right and also some of the things that I've done wrong. Uh, a lot of people don't want to publicly announce their failures, but fuck, why not? Having control over your priorities and maintaining focus on where it's needed is a skill that you need to learn to master now. Trust me. So anyways, I hope you've taken something away from this episode. Again, this is only our third episode and uh, it kind of feels like it's really our second but uh, I started this podcast with the idea that I was going to help show how to grow in all shapes and forms. We're off to a good start. We're off to a slow start, but I wanted to kind of give a nice introduction into everything I was getting into before we go into detail, kind of pace this and get a little bit better at podcasting in general before I just start laying it all out there because I feel if I get good at doing this and laying out my message... I can put out a shit ton of great, valuable content for you guys. And with that being said, stay tuned for more ways to invest in yourself, get rich online, and how to grow in all shapes and forms. Make sure to rate, like, share, follow, subscribe, and I'll link where to find me on all social media below, as well as anything I mentioned in today's show. Um, check out the show notes on Spotify and Apple Podcast or the description on YouTube. I'll see you guys on the next one.